0: الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد الحسن والثناء الجميل وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له يقول الحق وهو يهدي السبيل وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد إن شاء الله تعالى today we're going to do the fifth in the According to Ahlis Sunnah, the final and last madhab that is followed. And this madhab is called Al Madhabud It is called Al Madhabud Who is the Imam of this madhab? Who is the Imam of this madhab? Al Madhabud so we're going to talk about the Imam himself Again, we won't be able to go into great details So what we will do is Tarjama Muqtasalah, A very summarized biography of the, of the Imam The second thing that we're going to do is Nashirul Madhab Who spread this madhab? al Zahiri Who is the one who spread it? عَنْهُ And who is the one who defended it? وَحَامِلُ رَايَتَهُ And who is the one who carried the banner for this madhab? We will speak about him. Who is the one who gave support, aid and allowed Madhab al-zahiri to spread around the world? Who is he? We will speak about it, inshaAllah ta'ala. The third thing that we're going to talk about is هَلْ يُعْتَبَرُ خِلَافُ الظاهريا, The Zahiri مَذْهَب Is there differing If they differ Is it given any weight? Is it taken into consideration? Or is it dismissed? Again all of this We're going to speak about it In a very summarized manner inshallah ta'ala And last but not least To conclude this subject which is المدخل, the introduction to al that's what we were doing right to conclude it all I'm going to speak, speak about مهمة, important matters that I want you to keep in mind I want to conclude because that's where it's going to finish the subject of al and we will be starting a madkhal to what al and a madkhal to al fiqh. لكن fiqh we're going to conclude with the fourth point here, which is Important things that I want all of you to take on board, which is Al Amrul Awwal. The first thing is Al Maktabatul Musaggara, a small library, helping each and every one of you to establish and to make a library. And what books should you place in that library? fiqh books we're talking about what are the essential books in fiqh that need to be in your library if you want to inshaAllah ta'ala be able be able to uh, look more into the knowledge of fiqh we did speak about madhab al-imam abu hanifa and al-imam malik and al-imam shafi'i and al-imam ahmed in great details and we spoke about the books in each madhab but this section we will be speaking in a holistic way Books in general whether, Whatever the madhab they are Those that should be in your library That can aid you insha'Allah If you want to look at uh, Matters of fiqh in great details Al-amru thani The second matter that we want to speak about is كيف تخطط How do you insha'Allah Schedule And how do you plan out لتكون Faqihan To be a jurist you want to be a faqih. How? What are the practical steps that you need to take? There are four points that I read on the board. The four points are awwalul fiqh, brothers. The first fiqh. The source in which fiqh is taken from. The member, The source of fiqh. And the key of all barakah. The key to all blessings, blossoms and good Wa assaasul is to strive in memorising the Quran. You find a lot of people they're very heedless when it comes to the Book of Allah Azza and memorising it and giving it importance. And so somehow they think they can be a faqih or they can be but they don't want to take the path which those scholars took. Remember when we took the biography of Al-Imam Abu Hanifa and Al-Imam Malik and Al-Imam Shafi and imam Ahmed? Did they memorize the Qur'an? That's the first thing that we said in each and every one of their biographies. Are we all together brothers? So you should memorize the Qur'an and give importance to the Qur'an. That's the first. The second point, inshaAllah, is that you strive to do what? To read Books of the Sunnah, and what we mean here is Dawaween of Sunnah. We mean books that scholars have written, such as Imam al Bukhari, al-Sahih Imam Muslim, Imam Malik's Muatta, Abu Dawood, the Tirmidhi, Ibn Umayyah, and Nasai. Those books, and here I said, Because you want to be a faqih, you have to give more importance. To the books that deal with ahadithul ahkam, and an example for that is the book Umdatul ahkam and Bulugul Maram. The person should look at those books a lot. Khasatul Kitab Bulugul Maram. Once you finish reading Bulugul Maram with one sharah, then try to read another sharah, and another sharah, and another sharah. Each sharah does not suffice you from the other. Are we all together? And we'll speak about that in more details. Last but not least. Place yourself a chitta which is sahiha, a methodology, a path which is correct. And of course, as I, what I mean here is, a person cannot set himself the curriculum. Are we all together? فَمَحَ وَالْغَيَاتُ فِي أَلْفِ سَنَةٍ شَخْصٌ فَأَخُذْ مِنْ كُلِّ فَنٍ أَحْسَنَ بِحِفْظِ مَتْنٍ جَامِعٍ لِلْرَّاجِعِ تَأْخُذُهُ عَلَى مُفِيدٍ لَاصِحٍ you have to take it to a scholar. A righteous, noble, knowledgeable individual who has the knowledge and is grounded. And he will set you this curriculum. He will set you it. You start with it. Remember when we spoke about Madhabul Imam shafii The person will study Matla'a shuja'a Once they finish the Matla'a shuja'a Then the person goes for Yaqutul al-Nafis. And then Az-Zubad. And then Umdatu al-Salik wa udda nasik By Ibn Naqib al-Misri. And then the person goes for Kitab al-Minhaj. By Imam nawi Bihad had al And the Hanabila, they have that. And the Malikiyah have it. And the Hanaf have it. We mention each and every one of them. Each book, each book, you will study it. And if you can memorize it, then you're of great benefit for the Ummah. If you can memorize these books, you will come with what? With great benefit. For example, if somebody memorized the Zad, Zad al a person memorizes that. And they also memorize Burug al-Maram. Both, they have the evidence And they have the misalah Organized That person comes out with great fiqh That's if he's studying The madhab of Imam Ahmad ibn al Taala. If a person is studying Madhab al shafiiyyah If he memorizes Kitab al-Minhaj by Imam al-Nawi And then he memorizes Bulugh al-Maram Are we all together brothers? He has the mas'ail he has the issues organized in order and he also has the ahadith and the evidence that he needs to use. But that's after he studied these books with scholars. Hifd by itself is not of benefit. Knowledge stands on two things. Al-fahmu wal The person memorizes and the person understands. Last but not least is that path you follow it by reading. The difference between the third and the fourth one is The third one is that you're taking it from a scholar A man of knowledge Or a person of knowledge is teaching you it So you're taking it from them But this one is Once you have finished studying with the Shaykh You are now a person Who has studied the books No one should stop you from going deep into the science And researching and looking into it more And that itself Has books that the scholars suggest Which we will talk about That's inshallah ta'ala What I'm going to go through today And it's that Steps that I will be doing it inshallah ta'ala So the first part of Today's session Is we're going to be talking about Al-Madhhab al-Zahiri And the second one Is an advice And a conclusion For Al-Madhhal Ila ilmi (laughs) <laughs> Let's start with the first point, which is the Imam of the Madhab. And who is he? The Imam of the Madhab is called Dawood ibn Ali. His name is Dawood ibn Ali Ibn Khalaf. Dawood ibn Ali Ibn Khalaf. You can say Al As Bahari with ba'. Or you can say, say if you want al as Both ways is correct, you can say it Dawood ibn Ali Ibn Khalaf al as Fahari Or al as Bahari. But he's known as Dawood al-Zahiri That is the name he is known as He was born in the year 204 and he died 270 he was born the year 204 and he died 270 Hijriya Dawood al-Zahiri fi in the beginning of his life they say that he was a Shafi'i he lived in Baghdad and he took knowledge from Abu Thawr Do you remember who Abu Thawr was? Abu Thawr, Al-Hasan ibn Muhammad al-Za'farani, Ishaq ibn Rahuya, Ahmed ibn Hanbal. They were from the early students of Al-Imam al-Shafi'i. And I said to you last time, if Al-Hasan ibn Muhammad al-Za'farani, or Abu Thawr, or Ahmed ibn Hamdal, or Ishaq ibn Rahuya, if they quote from Shafi'i, Shafi'i believe this is Qawlu al لكن إف الربيع بن سلمان المرادي، إسماعيل بن يحي المزني أبو يعقوب البويطي، أبو موسى بن جارود if they quote from شافعي this is قول جديد the view the new opinion of الإمام الشافعي we already spoke about this صح? we did right? أبو الثاور was from the students of who? the early students of who? الإمام الشافعي رحمه الله تعالى Dawood al-Zahiri in Baghdad, he took from Abu Thawr. And they said that he was a Shafi'i in his early stages. He went to Khurasan and he changed his opinion. And then he came back to Baghdad with a different mindset, with a different madhab. With a different different legal maxims that he held on to. Dawood al-Zahiri, rahimahullah. Dawood al is madhab, it spread, but the scholars they said it didn't really spread from himself because he didn't have students that took from him. Remember, one of the things that allowed some of the madhabs to spread, like madhab al-Imam Alaytul Mu'sa'ad and Sufyan al-Thawri and Abu Thawr and, uh, and others, the reason why their madhab didn't spread is because they didn't have students to really take that madhab. And spread it around the world That was one of the reasons why Some madhabs It perished and it went Some of the madhabs This is why it went Dawood al-Zahiri The same happened to him His madhab There wasn't anyone to take it And carry it on Except One person Who really gave this madhab Weight and power And the scholars they said Rahimahumullah if it wasn't for the book Al Muhalla, this madhab, all of it would have perished. Muhalla is a book. Who is the Muhalla written by? It's written by Abu Muhammad Ali ibn Ahmed, who is known as Ibn Hazm. Ibn Hazm is the individual. Who spread this madhab. Pushed it. So he's called Ibn Hazm al-Zahiri. He is the one who pushed this madhab with full force. And it became from those madhabs that the scholars saw to exist. Well, and we mentioned a quote last week. I mentioned that uh, al Iz ibn al Salam, al Ulama. He said, and he's from the Ahad al-Mujtahideen, right? Al-Izm al was from the great scholars of Ijtihad. Look what he said. بَا فِي كُتُبِ الإسلام. I never saw in the books of Al-Islam in knowledge. knowledge, al المُحَلَّا like Muhalla. Ibn Hazm. I haven't seen a book in Islam like the book of Al-Muhalla. Written by who? Ibn Hazm. وَكِتَابُ المغني. And the kitab, which one? Al-Mughni, written by who? Shaykh Muwaffaquddin Ibn Qudamah, Al-Maqdisi, rahimahullah. We mentioned it last week. Ibn Qudamah's kitab, uh, Al-Mughni, is a sharah of al Khiraqi. These two books, Al-Izm al salam he said, I never saw in Islam a book that has more knowledge than these two books. In another statement of his that I came across, in Al-Muntadam by Ibn al-Jawzi, he said, I never considered to be able to do ijtihad. Al-Izm al-Abd al said, I believed I was not allowed to do ijtihad. And I didn't have the rights to do ijtihad until I read these two books. The first book is written by who? Ibn al rahimahullah. And the second book is written by who? By Ibn al-Qudama, rahimahullah. Rather, anyone who reads Ibn Taymiyyah and Ibn Al Qayyim, he will realize that they are a product of Ibn Hazm. Lakin but they stayed away from his jumud, his harshness on wordings. I'm going to break down something for you, and I want you to take this. This will help you a lot when it comes to your masir, inshaAllah ta'ala, your journey in fiqh. Brothers, the the discussion in fiqh is the relationship between the wording and the meaning. Okay, brothers, what is it? al and al-ma'na. The relationship between wording and and the meaning. Some of the scholars they had a tawassu' fi mana meaning they took meaning more into consideration, then they took the wedding itself. Like for example, some of the fuqaha, some fuqaha mentioned, and it was, بمكان, like it's mentioned in some of the books of fiqh, that some of the scholars, they said, if you pray at night, this is not a correct opinion, I'm just trying to show you something, okay? That if you pray in at night time, with no clothes on, there's no problem. If it's pitch black, and it's dark, because Allah said in the Quran, laila libasa. That we made the dark a clothing. This is called a tawassu'u fil ma'ana. That's going too much into the meaning. Are we all together here? This is an issue. And there are other people, other madhabs, they have jumood, stubbornness on wording. And they won't go outside the wording. Like the scholars that said, the Prophet, ﷺ, but what did he say about the virgin? The virgin is sought, her permission is sought. Her permission is what? It's sought And she gives her permission In what manner? Silence She's silent Her father comes to her And he says I have found a brother for you And he's this and this And she doesn't say anything She does not object Her silence is a what? It's an affirmation It's an acceptance The zahiriya madhab They said, if she talks and says, Dad, I want the man. They said, it's not her acceptance. Are we all together? She says, Dad, I want this man. They said, this is not acceptance. Because the hadith says, her acceptance is her what? Her silence. This is al-jumudu fil-lafti. This is stubbornness on the... On the wording. Do, Do you see where I'm coming from, brothers? So you find... In al Fiqh, the relationship between wording and meaning. When Idarika, someone who dealt with this issue in great details, who talked about it, who really built a strong bridge between the two, is Ibn al Qayyim in his Kitab, Ilam al Muqi'in. Ashik Abd al Aziz ibn Baz, he said, This is Kitab al Islam, it's the book of Islam. If you read Ilam by Ibn al Qayyim, and you read the al Fatawa by Ibn Taymiyyah, you will realize Ibn Taymiyah and Ibn Qayyim they benefited from Ibn Hazm. But they turned away from his stubbornness on wedding. Are we all together? They avoided that to a high extent. Rather, if you look at the muhalla by Ibn Hazm, the evidences that Ibn Hazm used in issues, Shaykh Al-Salam used it. But he used it differently. Ibn Taymiya khatta'ahu bihudu. He corrected Ibn Hazm in the things that he differed with him. Are we all together? So, that's the first issue. Uh, That's the second point that I wanted to talk about, which is, the person who spread this madhab is who? Ibn Hazm. Well, it's not good. And our scholars, they used to say that reading the Muhalla Ibn Hazm is for someone (coughs) who's reached a high level in knowledge. Are we all together? It used... it's not a book that a person should go into quickly, because Ibn Hazm has a way of doing things. Are we all together, brothers. He has a way of doing things. So the Kutub Ibn Hazm. It's best that a person goes to it in order to read it, in order to look at it. Inshallah, Taala. Once his knowledge has become what grounded, and once he has studied a particular, particular madhab. Inshallah, Taala. Here we want to now go into the third point, which is. Is the madhab al-zahiriya, is it's is it difference of opinion? If the madhab al-zahiri comes with a difference of opinion, it differs with other scholars, it says, should we give it weight? Should we take it into consideration? Or should we not? Scholars have differed on this greatly. Scholars have what? Have differed on this greatly. Well, in that there's a small risala written by a great noble Shaykh. His name is called Shaykh Abdul Salam Al Shweiger, Azza wa Jalla who is a great man in knowledge and he's very good with fiqh. He pushes the view that this madhab it's not considered. their difference of opinion, and he's not the first to say that. Al Imam Al Nawi said that before. Al Imam Al Nawi in Majmu' if you read which is the Shar'ah of al muhaddab l Ishaq al shirazi we spoke about this before, Nawawi in Majmoo'ah, he does not give the Zahiriya, their Khilaf, any consideration. Meaning, if all the other scholars agree on something, and the Zahiriya are on one side, he will say there's an in this issue. And he won't look at the Khilaf of the Zahiriya. Are like we all together? Now for example, brothers, if the three Imams agree on something, and then let's say, for example, Al-Imam Ahmed says no. The scholars will say there's no ijma' here on this issue. Why? Because Ahmed doesn't agree. صح? Because Ahmed's khilaf is given weight. Some scholars, they don't give the khilaf of the Zahiriya weight. Whether they are on board or whether they are... They don't give it weight. There are some scholars who believe that and from them is Al-Imam Al-Nawi. Why do they believe that their khilaf is not mu'tabar? Why do they believe that their khilaf is not given any weight... The reason is because they reject Qiyas. The Zahiriyya, what do they reject? They reject Qiyas. And if you go to the Kitab Al Faqih Wal Mutafaqih written by Al Imam Al Khatib Al Baghdadi, he brings a statement of Al Imam Al Shafi'i. Al Imam Al Shafi'i, what did he say? Al Qiyasu Ruknu Min Arkani Al Ijtihad. Qiyas is a pillar from the pillars of Ijtihad. Huh? He died 500 something, he died 500 and something, 400 something. Dawud Dawood. Dawood Al-Zahiri died, three, two, two, I said 200, 270, right? Ah, 270. Dawud, uh, Ibn Hazza, he died the year 450 something, 450 something, he's the 5th century. He's before Ibn Taymiyyah, Ibn Al-Qayyim. He's before all of those. He's early. He's of the time of Abu Walid al-Baji and other scholars like that. Pay attention here. (coughs) I was mentioning something. What was I mentioning? Ah, So the reason why Ibn Hazm... Sorry, the reason why the Zahiriya, their khilaf is not given weight... Is they don't accept what? Qiyas and Qiyas is a pillar from the pillars of, so they're not considered Mujtahideen according to it Nawi. And the only khilaf which is Mu'tabar is the khilaf that comes from a mujtahid. Does that make sense? That's why Imam al Nawi doesn't accept it. But some of the Hanabil and other great scholars they see that the khilaf is Mu'tabar But with a condition. Their khilaf is mu'tabar if they don't go against the qiyas. Remember the adillah, the evidences in the religion. We said there are two types of adillah, right? Evidences. There's adillah which is muqtalafun fihi, right? The scholars they differ in it. There's a difference of opinion. From that is al <coughs> istishab. Uh, the view of the Ahl al-Madina. Uh, what else? Saddu al Al-Urf. The Gawl uh, al-Sahabi as well. The Madhab the of Ahl al and Etc. This is adilla dilla Whether it's the evidence or not is different upon. But <laughs> there are four evidences which are agreed upon by all the scholars. Which is Al-Kitabu, Al-Sunnah, Al-Ijma' and Al-Qiyas Al-Sahih. Al-Qiyas Al-Sahih is the Qiyas which it's done correctly. The Hukum, the illah and the Farah, all of it are intact. The four pillars of Qiyas are all intact. These four, all the madahibs, the four madhabs, and all the scholars agree. Like the. Sh- what do they differ with? The zahiriyah, what do they ex- do? You not accept? They don't accept khiyas. As for ijma', there's mas'ala akhar, we talk about it another time. Does that make sense, brothers? Like Because they don't accept this, the scholars, they said this is one of the evidences. If they go against it, the khilaf is not accepted. But if their khilaf is not a going against the kitab, or the sunnah, or the ijma, or the qiyasul sahih, it's what? It's, getting, it's given weight. Madhab al-Zahiri is built upon two things. I just mentioned it from you, to you. The first one is, Rafdul al-Qiyas, to reject qiyas. And the second pillar that it stands on, uh, Madhab al-Zahiri is, taking zahirun nas, taking the apparent of the text. The apparent, what is apparent? Sahih? Do the scholars only take their parrot. No, they, t- they don't just take the mantuq of the nas They take the mafum Are we all together? The scholars They don't just take their parrot of the text only They also take what? That which can be understood from the text As well is given a the consideration they, they don't believe that Mafumul muwafaqa And mafumul mukhalafa And all of that They don't take it Lakin, even that though they might wear it some way different, they say that they are okay. it. That allows us to have a, a quick understanding of the Madhab al-Zahiri. Ibn Hazm, as you all know, is from Andalus, right? And um, Andulus at that time, which Madhab was, was common? The Maliki Madhab. Ibn Hazm is from a rich family, Posh household. He's, from, he's not from the scholars who studied under hardship. His father was a minister. And so he's from a... If you look at the monadarah, the debate that happened between him and Abu Walid al-Baji, Ibn Hazm and Ibn Abu Walid al-Baji, was that Ibn Hazm said, Abu Walid said, Excuse me. Ibn, <laughs> Abu Walid al-Baji said to Ibn Hazm, Excuse me, because I learned knowledge under a candle. mean, I was faqir, my family couldn't afford light. We, I studied under a candle. So if any mistakes or anything come from me, forgive me And then Ibn Hazm responded back to him And he said to him, oh, well, excuse me <laughs> I learned under jewels and diamonds And uh, posh life, that's how I learned Ibn Hazm, rahimahullah ta'ala, the scholars They critiqued him for some things From the things that he was critiqued for Was his shiddah, he was a very harsh person Very, very harsh Well, the scholars, they said If Allah saves you from two things, you're saved the sword of Hajjaj and the tongue of Ibn Hazm. If Allah saves you from those two, you are what? You're truly saved. Hajjaj Ibn Yusuf, he killed 120,000 people. Are we all together, brothers? And Ibn Hazm, Rahim Ta'ala, criticized and critiqued people. He critiqued and criticized a Tirmidhi. And he said, Imam Tirmidhi is majhul, he's unknown. Are we all together, brothers? Some of the muha- mu'asirin, the, the bahithin, I saw a Risa al from one of the Jabi'at jama- that a doctor, he wrote that this statement that Ibn Hazm critiqued Tirmidhi is not found in the muhalla that we have today so where's the base for this? Because the one who transmitted that was Ibn Hajar are we all together? The response is easy for that, the other Nusakh that we have the copies that we have of Ibn Hazm's muhalla today are we all together? they have not been complete, we don't have all the versions So Ibn Hajar may have stood over A copy of the Muhalla Where 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 Ibn Hazm said that And even recently I was watching Bashar Awad Ma'roof Talking about the copies of the Muhalla Ibn Hazm because he's working on it I don't know if he finished He's working on it And so he mentioned that some of the copies we don't have That some of the scholars stood over like Ibn Hajar Coming back to the point So Ibn Hazm was a person who was critiqued for many things, and from the things that he was critiqued for was his self studying. And a lot of self studying. Well, Idarika, the scholars, they wrote, he has a kitab called Hajjatul Wada'. Ibn Hazm has a kitab called what? Hajjatul Wada', where he talks about the Hajj of the Prophet. And he did more than a hundred mistakes. How many mistakes did he do? In issues related to Hajj. More than a hundred mistakes. Do you know why? Because he never did hajj in his life. (coughs) The scholars, they said he didn't go hajj ever. Um, I watched a a YouTube video recently. The Mufti Sheikh Abdul Aziz Al-Sheikh. He said, I did hajj on behalf of Ibn Hazm. Sheikh Abdul Aziz Al-Sheikh, the Mufti of Saudi. He said, I did hajj on behalf of who? I did Hajj on his behalf. This is the character and who? Ibn Hazm Rahimahullah Ta'ala. Now, InshaAllah Ta'ala, we're going to conclude with the last two points, which is um, two matters which I think are very important. The first one is Al Maktabatul Fiqiyatul Musagara. How to build yourself a small library in fiqh. And what are the books that one needs to give importance to The following books are very important that you have inshallah ta'ala The first one is Al Mabsoot by Al Imam as or as we said you can say it both ways Al Mabsoot by Al Imam as some scholars they say it and some scholars say as both ways are said. The second kitab is Fathul Qadir by Kamal ibn Hummam. Fathul Qadir, what did we say? It's a sharah of what? Al-Hidayah by Marghinani. And the Hidayah by Marghinani is a sharah of which kitab? Bidayati al-Mubtadi by Marghinani himself. Does that make sense? Fathul Qadir by Kamal ibn Hummam. It's a very good book in the halafi Madhab. And we spoke about the Kitab Al-Hidayah, right? Kitab Al-Hidayah, we spoke about it, what it is in the eyes of the حناف. That's how high that book is to them. Bada'i al-Sala'i'ah The third book is the... The third book is the Kitab Bada'i al-Sala'i by Al-Kasani, Rahimahullah. Also, Al-Bahr um, al-Ra'iq by Ibn Nujaim. The third one is Bada'i al-Sala'i by Kasani. Bahr al-Ra'iq is written by Ibn Nujaim Al-Halafi. It's a good book. Buy it. Bahr al Raiq by Ibn Nujayn if you get the Hashi of Ibn Abidin on it Darul Nawadir I think published it very good also try to buy the Kitab Al-Muatta l'Imam Malik rahimahullah ta'ala the riwayah that's Mu'tamad is the riwayah of Yahya Ibn Yahya al-Laithi I told you this before and with the tahqiq of Bashar Awad Ma'roof it's very good that's the best tahqiq so far Al Muatta, all of this I'm saying, I've said it before. I've said it before when we were talking about the Madhabs. The Muatta of Alibamu, Malik, by the riwayah of what? Yahya ibn Yahya? Al by his riwayah. Because Muatta has many Riwayats. The riwayah of Muhammad Hassan al Shaybani, which, which is published. Are we all together, brothers? There are other riwayat, riwayat Abdullah ibn Islamat al-Qa'anabi. Imam Shafi'i even has a rewayat on it. The rewayat that, w- that is now commonly read and it's the last version that was placed to Imam Malik and the most completest and the best is the one written by Yahya ibn Yahya, a and that's the one that Ibn Abdul Barr done the Shara'a on his Kitab al-Tabid. So, rewayat ibn Yahya, yeah, rواية the Riway of Yahya Yahya al laythi Also, by Muqtasar al-Khalil and every suroh and explanations that have been put on Muqtasar al-Khalil. Are we all together? Muqtasar al-Khalil, we said it's a very powerful book in the madhab of Imam and Imam Malik. Muqtasar? Muqtasar al-Khalil. Also, by the Kitab al-Risala by Ibn Abi Zayd al-Qairawani. Al Risala by who? Ibn Abi Zayd al Qayrawari. Like it's a at the beginning and, and the and then after that is what? It's fiqh. So it's a big fiqh book. That's the Malik madhab now we finished. The third madhab is Al Imam by the kitab al By kitab al um the of Al-um, Al-um, by Imam shafii Are we all together, brothers? Also, by the Kitab Al-Majmoo' by Nawawi Al-Majmoo' By Al-Imam Al-Nawawi By the Rawdata Al-Talibin Wa'umdata Al-Muftid By who? By who? Al-Imam Al-Nawawi Does anyone remember Rawdata Al-Talibin Is a Mختasar of what? Who remembers? The al Talibin is a summary of what? We mentioned it last lesson, or the lesson before that. Fatul Aziz by Al Rafi'i. al Talibin is taken from the Fatul Aziz of Al Rafi'i. And the Fatul Aziz is taken from where? It's a Sharah of Al Wajiz by Muhammad Al Ghazali. We mentioned this before. And the Hawi Sagir by Qazwini is taken from where? The al Talibin, right? And then the Irshad of Ibn Muqri is taken from where? How is al-Sagir by Qazwini. We mentioned all of this before. So the person should buy Al-Um, al majmu Rawdata al-Talibin and Al-Minhaj. Are we all together brothers? The reason why I say Minhaj and al-Talibin is because Rawdata al-Talibin is taken, it's a summary of what? Fatul aziz which is a sharah of Al-Wajiz. By Al-Rafi'i. And the Minhaj is a summary of the Muharrar of al rafi which is originally taken from the Al-Wajiz, which is two paths by Nawi, buy that. Now we're going to go to the Hanbali Madhab. The Hanbali Madhab, go and buy the Kitab Al-Mughni by Ibn Qudama. The best taba'a is Daru Al-Kutub. Daru alam Al-Kutub, sorry. Which is the tahqiq of Abdullah Turki who is the Mudir Rābūt al-A'l-A'l-Islami Abdullah Turki he did a very good job in the Hanbali books Are we all together brothers he did an extraordinary good work so he did the tachqīq of the Kitab al-Mughni by Ibn Qudāma r.a. al al that's what I think it's called Are we all together brothers and the Mughni is taken from what? the muqtasar. The person should also get the Al-Insaf. The person should try to get the Kitab Al-Insaf by Al-Mardawi, rahimahullah. Al-Insaf by Al-Mardawi. Sheikh Muhammad bin Salih Al-Uthaymin was said that the Kitab Al-Insaf, Al-Insaf, was his marjah. Sheikh Muhammad bin Salih Al-Uthaymin, the book he used to look into, and he would look into. To the extent they said that Ibn Uthaymeen's Insaf of Mardawi, the pages and the uh, words they rubbed out. This is because he used to go over it a lot. Rahimahullah, <laughs> rahmatan Also, I advise you to get all of the silsila of Ibn Qudama, al-Kafi, al-Muqni'ah. كفى الخلق بالكاف وأغنى طالبا بمقنع فقه عن كتاب مطول وأغنى بمقن الفقه من كان باحثا وعمدته من يعتمدها يحصلي وروضته ذات الأصول كروضة أماست بها الأزهار وأنفاس شبألي 4 books of ابنه. 4 books of آل إمام بن قدامى جاءت كيف كتاب العمدة بايدا very good book second one is المقنع Third, Al-Kafi. Fourth, Al-Mughni. In that order. And last but not least, his Rawdata talibin nadir wa Jannah al Which is summarized from the Mustasfa of Muhammad al-Ghazali. Are we all together, brothers? If you buy those four books in Fiqh, and the fifth one which is in Usul al-Fiqh, amazing. Try to bring those books into your library. And of course, Muntah al Iradat by Futuhi is very good as well. Try to buy that and bring that. Get the Kitab al Muhalla, Ibn Hazam, that we mentioned. Now you have a good small fiqh library. Like library, brothers, is not there to decorate your house with. It's not. Are we all together? Shaykh Muhammad al Uthaymeen's library was very small. If you saw Shaykh al Uthaymeen's library, it's very small. He himself said, كثيرا, كثير, We read little. So we read a lot. We memorized little. And we benefited more from that which we memorized than that which we read. Are we all together brothers? Knowledge is what's in your chest, not what's written in books. Yeah? So the person they bring these books after having studied a program. I told you before, you study Shuja, you finished. Then the teacher teaches he teaches you Yaqutul Nafis, you finish that. Then you go for the Zubat ibn Raslan, you finish. Then you go for Umda to Saliq or to Nasik ba ibn Rahib al Misri, which is Ushafi'i books. And then you go for the Minhaj. All of this with the teacher. Once you've done that programme, if you buy Al Muhalla ibn Hazm, and you buy Al Mughni ibn Qudama, and you buy Al Majmu' by Nawawi, and you buy these books, you're going to enjoy it. and You're going to benefit from it because you just took a program. But if you've never done a thick textbook in your life, Muhalla being in your library, what are you going to take from it? What are you going to understand from it? The second point that I want to talk about is. And I'm going to finish with inshallah ta'ala is كَيْفَ تُخَطِّطُ لتكون How can you be a faqih? What are the steps that you need to take in order to be a faqih? What are the steps that you need to take? The first thing I advise every one of you is to memorize the Qur'an. Brothers, the book of Allah is where fiqh is taken from. That's the source of fiqh. That's where it comes from. Allah's words, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Try to memorize the Qur'an. وَلِذَلِكَ The scholars they mention. Go to the books. Al-Imam Ibn Salah has a kitab called Mufti wal Mustafti. Any books that you read on ijtihad, if you want to be a mujtahid, the conditions that are stipulated is that you memorize the ayatul الْأَحْكَامِ The ayats that have jurisprudential rulings. At least... If not the whole, whole entire Quran, and it's sad because right now you find a lot of people who have turned away from the Quran, who say our creed is Sahih and we're upon the right path and we're upon the right way and everything, but like they are far from the Quran, they are what? Far from the Quran. And as I said before, brothers, the Quran when it came down, it came down on the Prophet's heart. It wasn't placed in books. Ibn al qayyim mentioned in Miftahu al Sa'adah The reason why the Qur'an The first time it came It went into the heart of the Prophet Was to show you that that's where it resonates That's where it lives That's where it should be Allah said in the Qur'an Your heart Nowhere else Are we all together brothers? When the Prophet read the Qur'an Fast and he tried to read it fast. What did Allah say to him? We're going to combine the Qur'an in your heart. Allah says in ayah, The Qur'an is in the hearts of the people of knowledge. So that's where it should be, and that's where it should be kept in. The Qur'an should be kept where? In the heart. And that's why we find... A lot of weakness in fiqh Because of the fact that we turned away from the book of Allah What did we do? We turned away from the book of Allah When you read the ulama Like Sheikh Mohammed Salih Al-Uthaymin May Allah have never ending mercy unto him When you listen to his fatwas What does he say when he gives fatwas? Ayat A hadith He reads them fast Are we all together brothers? Sheikh Al-Islam If you look at his Majmu' al fatawa in one mas'ala, he will bring like 10 15 verses for it. Are we all together, brothers? Sometimes, you read two three pages, nothing else but ayat. Remember when we were teaching it? Shaykh al-Islam, what was he doing with some, some of the sifat and some just ayat? ayat. He wasn't sticking to just one. Are we all together, brothers? Shaykh al-Islam, Muhammad works like that ta'ala So the first evidence that you need is the Qur'an and I, say this, and I said this before Anyone who forsakes the Qur'an Then he's going to forsake everything else If you couldn't memorize the Qur'an If you couldn't give importance to the Qur'an Then really are you going to give importance To the statements of scholars? Are you? So anyone who forsakes the Qur'an He will truly forsake everything else And he won't get much in knowledge That's the truth brothers Your relationship to the Quran Is an indication of how much You love Allah This is Allah's speech Subhanahu wa ta'ala The second thing brothers is Giving importance to reading The statements and the Words of the Prophet Sallallahu And Many of us may not have Time and maybe we're not enthusiastic to go to Bukhari and Muslim Abid Dawood, Ramidh ibn al Nasa'i, we may not be able to. Lakin, make it your job to at least go over this book, Bulugh al-Maram, even once in your life, with a scholar, with somebody, Bulugh al-Maram. Lakin, Buluog al-Maram is read beside studying a a book of madhab. Because these are evidences. al like, Maram will not tell you the al wudu' in one place. One naqid is there, the other naqid is there. Are we all together? It won't tell you the things that nullify your prayer in order. Like if the madhab say to you five things nullify your, your wudu', six nullify your wudu', or seven, you look at the seven in the order and you take the hadith from al Maram and you place it under each one. Are we all together, brothers? Give a lot of importance. This book, Bulugh al-Maram, scholars have given so much love and passion to it. Every year or every now and then you're hearing a Shaykh explain it again. Whenever you think to yourself, there's not much that can be said about this book anymore. Another scholar comes out, he he does Sharah. You have Abdullah Bissam Sharah, Shaykh Abdullah Bissam. You have Shaykh Ibn Uthaymin, you have Shaykh Salah Al-Fawzan, you have uh, Shaykh Abdullah Ibn Salah Al-Fawzan, Milhatu al you know, you have. Sheikh uh, Abdul Aziz Bubaz. And I promise you, when I, when I read each one, I get from it something I don't get from the other one. Shah Abdullah Bassan, for example, he's very good when it comes to contemporary issues. You know, like placing you on contemporary issues, you get that from it. And the benefit. Are we all together, brothers? Shaykh Abdullah ibn Salah al Fawzad, Milhatul Allam is gold, gold, gold. Oh, I left the most important, one of the most important ones, al-Salam, Amir Salari. You see, brothers, each person, they came with something towards this book. Read it. Are we all together, brothers? Once you finish reading that, look at Al Muharr by Ibn Abdul Hadi. Also, Umdatul Hakam by Ibn Abdul Ghani, Abdul Wahid al Makhdisi. Are we all together, brothers? Just recently, Abdullah bin al-Fawzan, he done a Sharah on Umdata uh, al-Ahkam. I finished reading it. wallah it's gold. Which one? Umdata al-Ahkam by Abdullah bin Salah al-Fawzan. I think called it Mawrid al-Afham. He said Umdata al-Ahkam, something like that. It just came out recently. It's very good. Umdata al-Ahkam al-Bulugh al-Maram. If you read the Sharah with a Shaykh and he teaches you it, you're on a great path to fiqh. Third one is, you brothers study a program, a manhajiyyah, a program, with a sheikh, and try to memorize. And we mentioned those programs in each of those madhabs. You try to study it with a teacher. He opens it up for you. He explains the Ibarat and the terms of the author. And last but not least, after you have finished studying with a shaykh, now you go and you study more. You open the books of the Madhab, you open the other books, you look into it, you, you go into details. Are we all together brothers? And that is, inshallah ta'ala two important things that I believe this madhal should be concluded with inshallah ta'ala if I said anything wrong while I was teaching all of these series any mistakes that may have come from me any shortcomings any faults then wallahi it's from me and shaitan and Allah and his messenger are free from it subhanaka Allahumma bihamdik ashadu, la ilaha illallah astaghfiruka ku